Welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. We've been talking about the attributes of God and delighting in God. This morning, we'd like to spend some time in prayer. But before, let me mention personal things. So I wasn't even planning to have this morning's message. Yesterday, I had some <clears throat> a little skin cancer issue up here on my side of my uh, forehead here, and I didn't know, so a little surgery on it, I didn't know what situation I would be in and whether I'd, what I'd be ready to do today or so on. And so I wasn't planning on it. But Carl, who's one of the regulars here every morning, gave me a call yesterday late afternoon or early evening, and we had a nice talk, and it was a, it was a gracious, kind admonition he gave to me about the importance of habits. And he said he doesn't like it when I skip a day. Well, I took that to heart. I don't like it when I skip a day either because I believe consistency is so important in the Christian life. And he made an interesting point. It's easy to develop bad habits, and it's sometimes difficult to develop good ones. So when you've got a good habit going, keep going. Don't stop with it because you want to, because the good habits are important. This really brings us back to an important aspect of the Christian life, does it not? I believe as Christians, we need to operate on our commitments, not our feelings. We've talked about this before. It's so important as Christians that we learn to overcome our feelings, and we live in more and more and more of a feelings time. I've even commented how students, they no longer say, well, I think this, or what, why do you believe that? Well, I think this. It's I feel this. So often today, big decisions, big beliefs, values all come down to how I feel rather than what I think. And as Christians, certainly feelings matter, certainly emotions matter, but we want to be people who walk by faith in what God's Word says, and we want to think about God's Word, know God's Word, from that make commitments and decisions, and then operate on those decisions no matter how we feel. Because remember, feelings follow right behavior. They don't precede it. If you wait for a good feeling to do the right thing, you're going to wait a long time. We have the flesh. We battle with the flesh. We battle with this the, the, the fact we have a fallen nature. And so this is so important. If in life you're waiting for a feeling, you're going to usually wait a long time. Don't be driven by your feelings. Be driven by your faith, by your convictions, by your beliefs, which we get from carefully studying the Word of God. So very, very important. So anyway, um, the Lord woke me up this morning, but it was Carl's admonition that caused me to get up out of bed. And so I want to thank him for that to remind me to get up and let's, let's be consistent here day in and day out. That's what makes a difference. Good habits, good decisions carried out faithfully makes a difference in our life. As I mentioned, I had this procedure done and I, as we were talking, as I was talking to the nurse, she mentioned one of the unexpected, unintended consequences of the COVID was that they were only able to do surgeries on ca cancer, skin cancer, that were life-threatening for quite a period of time. Now, she said mine was relatively simple surgery to do. It wasn't that advanced. However, she said they've had a lot of really, in her words, really nasty uh, skin cancers they've had to be addressing. Why? because during the COVID, people had neglected many of their screenings and, and things that were small couldn't be addressed, and they became big. 
So uh, just let me share that as a reminder and encouragement to you. If you've had some, if you've, uh, because of COVID, didn't get certain health screenings or didn't do certain things you should to take care of your health, maybe fell behind, maybe um, put some things off, catch up, catch up quickly. Don't let a little problem become a big problem. Take care of your health. You're an important person. God loves you. We love you too. We want you to be strong and healthy, live a good, productive, fruitful life for the Lord. Amen? We were talking here about delighting in the Lord the last week or two and His attributes. But it's also important to remember that certain things delight God. Look in Proverbs 15 and verse 8. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is his delight. He delights when you pray to him. Just like a father would delight when his children show him attention, call upon him, ask. He doesn't, he doesn't uh, resent us for asking. He doesn't, he doesn't say, take care of it yourself. He's not a God like that. He's a God who's delighted when we turn our attention to him. He's got all the resources we need. He manages the universe. He's the king of the universe, the creator and sustainer of all that there is. He's got all, all the financial resources, all the, all the emotional, spiritual resources necessary. God can move heaven and earth, and he's delighted when we call upon him. And we all have needs, don't we? We all have needs, personal needs, family needs, needs in our church, needs in our country. And so we want to be people who are praying and calling upon God. I do want to just mention a couple things, even uh, as we'll pray together here in just one second, but I want to mention even some national things. You know, our, our country's going through some, uh, uh, you know, we've been going through a lot of turmoil the last several years, and a lot of pendulum swinging back and forth. It's really interesting to me some things as I step back and look at some, I, I try and connect some dots. If you follow the news, the big news this week was uh, these classified documents that have been found in the in, in uh, Joe Biden's uh, home, his garage, very things that that they wrote were accusing Trump of and accusing, uh, uh, claiming they're going to indict him over. Looks like he was doing Biden was doing the exact same thing. Why did this come out now? It's been there six years. Why did all this just come out? Why did he have lawyers searching through his closet, just wondering, looking for these things? Oh, they just happened to, so they're searching his closet, happened to find these things. What's going on here? Well, I think that, the other transparency thing, all this news coming out from the drug manufacturers about problems with the vaccine and some things that they're testing now and the FDA's testing and looking into, I think it all goes back to there's a, you know, we've got a new Congress and they're going to investigate things. And obviously, if you've got something going on that's not good, the best thing to do is get ahead of the game and, and talk about it before you get discovered. And it seems like there's a lot going on, a lot of transparency, a lot of um, things that are coming out in the open before these investigations start. It's just going to be a very interesting time, and we should pray for honesty, openness, transparency, uh, justice, righteousness, and obviously, in this environment, so much, uh, so much uh, rancor towards one another that sometimes it's just scoring political points. The big vote of this past week was the Born Alive abortion bill. And it really is shocking and sad to me. 
basically, essentially every Republican voted for a, if a baby is born live in a botched abortion, you got to treat it. You got to take it to the hospital. You got to try and save his life. And every Democrat but one voted, no, you don't. You just let it die. Democrats want to talk about extreme abortion situations like, you know, you want a woman who was raped to have to bear the baby. And the Republicans are saying, well, let's take the extreme uh, abortion example. You want a baby born alive to just let it die? And again, the, the, the divide here is stark. And that you can't even agree on something like that is shocking. It's shocking. And uh, it just speaks of the cultural divide in our nation that we need to be praying for. So let's spend some time in prayer right now. Oh, Father in heaven, we thank you that you hear our prayers and you delight, you delight to hear the prayer of your children. Hallelujah. What an exciting thought. What an exciting reality that you're glad to hear from us. And so, Lord, we come to you today with praise and thanksgiving. We come to you today acknowledging that you're the Lord of all, the King of the universe. You created it all. You sustain the universe by the word of your power. We thank you, Lord, that you know all things, and specifically you know us. You know our deepest needs and fears and anxieties. You know the things that that we celebrate and we're happy. We just invite you, Father. We invite you to be part of our life. We don't want to hide from you. We don't want to hide the, the, the Lord, when we're in the valley or discouraged, we don't want to hide from you or we want to be quick to invite you into our life and invite you to bring your solutions, invite you to bring your comfort and encouragement. Indeed, Lord, when things are going well in life, we want to include you in our celebrations and our victories, and, and we just want you to be part of our life day in and day out. We offer ourselves to you today as a living sacrifice. We believe, Lord, that as we are conformed to your will, that we will discover and live life as it was meant to be lived. We pray today that you would have that we'd love you with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul, and all of our strength. Jesus, you gave all for us. How might, might we be people who give all for you? We pray today, Lord, for our loved ones, people in our family, our our extended, our, our close family and extended family, Lord. We pray, Lord, for parents, children, grandparents, grandchildren, brothers, sisters. How we pray, Lord, that everyone in our network of relationships, everyone would would know the love of God. Everyone would would have faith in Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord. We pray every one of our people in our family, Lord, would you protect them from evil, protect them from sin, protect them from temptation. Help each one of us to know your will and to walk in it fully. We pray that for, for those we care about and we love, Lord. We ask you to, to give them good health. We ask you to provide every financial need. We ask, Lord, for every marriage that you protect every marriage. We pray, Lord, for our churches. Oh, Lord, we ask for our pastors. Fill them with, fill, fill them with your grace. Fill them with wisdom. Fill them with courage. Fill them with faith. Give them a love for the flock. Oh, Lord, I pray that in the, these times in which we live, you'd help them have wisdom as they, they exercise their leadership and they guide your people. We pray for our pastors, Lord. Protect, again, their families. Watch over their wife and their children. Lord, we pray that that uh, that their families would be exemplary. And we know that the evil one's got a target on our leaders. 
And so, Lord, watch over them, protect them, speak to them personally. I pray when they give them their message on Sundays, Lord, that they would they would be messages they heard from you. Help us not just to regurgitate other people's sermons or something we read in, in someone else's book, but help us, Lord, to really be help our leaders to be hearing from you and delivering your message. We pray, Lord, for our country. We pray, Father, that we'd be a country and a land that would fear the Lord. We pray that as we're becoming more and more secular and and reaping the, the bitter fruits of turning from God, we pray that our land, there'd be a revival in our land. The gospel would go forth mightily. It would touch everyone from the top leaders to the, the, the simplest, uh, newest person, immigrants in our country, Lord. We pray that every person might hear the gospel, and we pray for a great outpouring of grace and mercy and and gospel salvation in our land. We pray for our leaders. We pray, Lord, they'd rule in an honesty and integrity and uprightness and the fear of God. We pray, Lord, for our, our governmental leaders. We pray for those who teach in our schools, who teach our children to walk in uprightness and teach what's true and right. We pray, Lord, for the those in Hollywood, give us our entertainment, Lord, that it would be up, that be uh, inspiring to good behavior. We pray, Lord, for the business leaders in our land that they'd not put a, uh, a a a burden upon our workers that require them to deny our God in any way, or to act in an unrighteous way. Lord, we pray for uh, we we pray for these various leaders. We pray for our families, our churches, all these things. We give them to you. We thank you. You delight in our prayer and you hear us, and you answer us. We bless you today in Jesus' holy name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, amen. Thank you for joining me just for a brief time of prayer. I hope it's been encouraged to you. As we said earlier, we're here every day, and so I hope you will join me every day, and I'm going to follow that admonition to be, uh, I'm here regularly, but as best I can every single day. I encourage you to make it a habit to be with some others in the word and prayer every day. If you don't have others, if, if this is where you can do it, then join us. If you can have others in your small group, in your church, do them both, okay? So I love you guys. God bless you. So glad to have you along with us today on this Saturday morning. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow where we'll look at a Christian song and talk about a story behind it, its history, so that we can sing it with greater passion and, um, and knowledge, okay? God bless you. I love you, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.